You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community. Welcome to the Daily Nationalist. Today's date is Friday, January 19th, 2024. You're listening to me, Grandpa Dan, streaming at RadioAlbion.com. As we wrap up your work week, it is officially Friday. Thank goodness it is Friday, and I hope you have the weekend off. Regardless, I am glad you found the time uh, to tune in and to wrap up your week with Radio Albion and with the Daily Nationalist. I always start off, as you all well know, reminding you of our Sven Longshank support links here on the description page for the Daily Nationalist. I ask that you try to take the time, perhaps this weekend, drop him a postcard, just drop him a note, perhaps an email, sign for the email service, which is what I use, and especially if you're international, it's uh, it's the way to go. And trust me, it's, it's, it's the way to go. You don't have to worry about snail mail internationally, so I highly... I do highly recommend maybe drop a few bucks on the give send to go. We've got it all right there. So, of course, I'm going to continue to remind everybody until the day Sven is released is part of my is part of my duties here. Well, you're not going to if you do look at the description page for today's show, you're going to notice there's not a link. There's usually a link up for uh, whatever news article we're going over. And there's not going to be one today because I'm going to hit a lot of different things, just a lot of things during the week. And this may or may not, it just kind of depends, become kind of the normal thing while I'm doing the Friday Daily Nationalist is just hitting different various topics uh, from the week. I don't know. We'll see. I, I've still kind of, I've just kind of, I, I've just resigned myself to the Daily Nationalist. Doing the Daily Nationalist is just going to be kind of whatever I feel like for each show. So, but uh, that may be, I may, uh, if it works out, I may do that for the regular Friday thing. But I just, I'm going to talk about some random things, just different news stories throughout the week, and try to just kind of, it's almost like a weekend review sort of things. And and I've got several things jotted down here. I may go off the reservation. Those of you heard me for a while no that's kind of the norm here and we're going to just kind of go through this stuff that's i have jotted down it's not in any particular order not like the first thing is the most important the last thing is is just random stuff that i find interesting i was talking to somebody recently about you know observing living and you know in a time we live in a collapsing empire and it's just somebody who's kind of not necessarily as tuned in as you or i and they were talking about you know basically being in a state of dismay at the country rather than i'm like we're just living this is what it looks like when you're living in a collapsing empire this is a transitional time the fourth turning as as, as people talk about this is just a transitional time this thing is coming to an end it's interesting to see people in denial of it you know and they'll there's there's still all these people running around and talking about fixing it you know like we're gonna fix it like it just needs a little tweaking is like if you had a car and the connecting rod is hanging out the side of the engine block with a big gaping hole all your oils on the ground and there's smoke coming out and they're like well i think we just need to change the plugs in it and it'll be all right 
change the oil filter and put some new oil in it just runs out on the ground because there's a hole in your block but this thing will be okay and that's that's how that's the state unfortunately that a lot of people in speaking of that state you know the trump just won you know overwhelmingly won the iowa caucus the iowa caucus and we're moving towards new hampshire we're supposed to be excited got the elections coming up got to keep you buying into the system we can get trump in there he's going to tinker with this system won't matter that the engine block is hanging out of the side you see trump's going to change the go real old school he's going to put in a new set of points and you got to be old school to know what a set of points are he's going to set a new set put in a new set of points and this thing will be good as new running like a well-oiled machine Trump won the Iowa caucus, which should have been a surprise to nobody. It was interesting that I read where, like, some of the main media there, the mainstream media, they refused. They they ran the uh, speeches from the losers, but they wouldn't run Trump's speech because they said, you know, he might lie or something. It's just, just funny because, like, literally every politician lies. That's, like, what they do. That's how you move up in this wonderful system of our democracy values of who we are. We elected the best liars, but they said, no, Trump, Trump might, uh, might put some, uh, disinformation out there in the media. They have such high standards. You see, they said we have such high standards here in the mainstream media that we would not want to contribute to, uh, spreading disinformation by letting Trump, <laughs> hearing Trump talking. And then, like I said, we got the new Hampshire, new Hampshire primaries coming up. It's another biggie. If you care about such things, I don't care about such things because I recognize that the uh, the uh, rod is hanging out of the engine block and it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, if you were tied up in the trunk of a car that was heading to somewhere unknown, but, you know, it's not a good place because you're tied up in the trunk. The guy driving the car, you know, the, the, the engine blowing on the car, any way you cut it, that's got to be good news. See, that's the way I view it. See, I'm an optimist. You may not believe it, but I'm an eternal optimist. But I guess for those who still think they can tinker with it, fix it, hey, you know, be excited. I noticed how, too, talking about that, the media is now, they're, they're really pushing this Nikki Haley. I can't pronounce her actual India name. Don't, don't, I, 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 I don't care. But they really, it is interesting how they're hard they're pushing Nikki Haley. They're pushing Nikki Haley. Boy, she's, she's the one. The other Indian that was running, which was the only one that, you know, said anything halfway interesting, he's out. I don't know how that works. You got this one Indian that was saying stuff that's halfway interesting, if you care about such things. But he's out. Nikki Haley is still in, and boy, the media is really fluffing her up. Boy, that's, that's this is the choice. But, of course, Trump is beating them by huge margins, but we're not supposed to notice that. Then again, I personally, I, I, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just background. I mean, something that's going on. So it's worth mentioning. Talking about mentioning, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't have Trump. They couldn't air speech because he might say disinformation, you know, like the 2020 elections being fake. Of course, if he did mention that, it, 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 you would think that it would start working through the minds of those who are trying to swap out a set of points in this broke down car that, that uh, you know, well, wait a minute. If they stole the 2020 election, why, why would they not steal the 2024 election? Maybe this thing needs a little more than a little tinkering. But one thing we couldn't have, we couldn't have Trump pointing out that the 2020 election was fake and full of fraud, voting fraud. 
Even though the same media went around in 2016 going on and on about, you know, Russian collusion and somehow the Russians interfered and that's how Trump got elected because everybody loved, everybody loved Hillary Clinton. Talking about mentioning such things, though, Putin came out. He was doing one of his speeches because unlike here in the U.S., you, know, you have a press conference here in the U.S. and they have scripted questions. They have a list of who to call on. And they call on this reporter and this media person. Will this journalist, this journalist will ask their pre-screened question and they will give the canned response. But you see, Russia... In Russia, Putin just does these like open things and he just says whatever. He just talks and they ask whatever and he responds. And he does these on a fairly regular basis. And he just he just had one of these. And he was they were talking about because the elections are coming up in Russia. And he was talking about I think the original question uh, stemmed from the question of how voting is going to work for the newly incorporated territories. And he was saying that, you know, our election, their, their elections there and in Russia are straight up, you know, legit because he says, you know, people have to go down. They vote with their feet. If they want to vote, they walk down there and they fill out a ballot, you know, like we used to when I was young, fill out a ballot by hand. And then it's hand counted and they give their ID and everybody knows who they are. You know, like they, they used to do it. I always laugh when here in the U.S. they talk about how, you know, things like voter ID, you know, like you have to show your ID at the voting says you have to actually show up. These things you see are suppressing the democracy. People just can't get out and vote if they have to show an ID and proof of who they are and that they're not committing vote fraud. You see, that will suppress voting in the minority community. But all of us, including minorities, we voted that way 30 years ago. You know, when I was a young man, that's how we all voted. We went down to the polling station, stood in line. We showed our voter ID card and, you know, our voter ID card and a driver's license usually, you know, to show that's who we were. They handed us a paper ballot and we marked off who we wanted and we stuffed it in the box. And then later that night, they counted the votes and told us who won. Yes, we knew that night. Now, we did it in the most slow manner possible. We voted on paper, in person, put it in a box, and by midnight that night, even during like the presidential elections, they told us who won. Now, they've got all this, you go in and vote on the voting machine, and it is instantly tallies it, and yet now we live, what, three days later, you might know who won, maybe. They've got to figure out how to fluff it. They've got to finish counting the votes. This is very complicated. Even though back when we just walked in, as they vote still in Russia, and vote on paper, in person, we knew by midnight. That night, everybody knew who won. If you didn't want to stay up to midnight, you would find out the first thing next. Now it's like weeks. We're not ready to concede the election. It was weeks. And as usual, they count on people thinking that this is the way it's always been. Well, you should listen to those who have a little age on you. Because they can tell you it didn't used to work like this. We used to go down like the Russians still do and just vote in person. Anyway, Putin was talking about how, how they vote there. And then he went on to say, well, you know, in the U.S., their elections, are, the 2020 election, you know, w was fraud because they had these mail-in ballots. And he said it, the mail-in ballots. And he said specifically, he said they mailed all these ballots out and then they went out and told people, well, we'll pay you $10 for your ballot and fill it out for you. That's an interesting little detail, and you have to know that they have a functioning intelligence service, so he's not just pulling that out of thin air. They bought the votes and then turned the votes in.
among others. But he flat out said it. He said the thing you're not supposed to say. He said the out loud part. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, the voter fraud and all the corruption in this country. And, 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 and someone said to me, they said, you know, it's a, it's a wonder to me that this country isn't the laughingstock of the world. And I said, we are. This country is the laughingstock of the world. The media just doesn't tell you. They just, they just don't tell you. Speaking of not telling you, I, I watch as all as y'all know. I watch the um, I watch the morning um, ninety seconds of lies just so I can see. You know, I watch the network news seven o'clock in the morning. Oh no no no! They put their Babylonian sun god up there and give you ninety seconds of what you need to know. I always like to see what they think I need to know. And for weeks now, you know what I haven't needed because I find this interesting is what I haven't needed to know. I actually did a Daily Nationalist on this last week, last last Friday's Daily Nationalist, and I wound up scrapping it. So you never got to listen to that show. It wasn't that great. I wouldn't have totally scrapped it. Anyway, it's always interesting to me what they think I need to know. And what's also, by extension of that, interesting is what they don't think is worth mentioning. And for weeks now, you would think if you just lived in a world, and I can't imagine people who do so, but if you lived in the NPC land to where the only thing you that's going on in the world is what the media tells you about, the most important 90 seconds. Gee, Israel, has, they, they quit... They quit slaughtering the Palestinians weeks ago because it hasn't been in the news. What's been important for you to know is that it's cold as hell up in Yankee land in the wintertime. This is a new thing. It's probably because of carbon dioxide, a.k.a. climate change. Israel slaughtering Palestinians? You don't need to know about that. Somebody made a miraculous shot in a basketball game somewhere in this country. You need to know about that. The Ukraine is basically lost, and that that's they're they're trying to figure out some how that's gonna go. You don't need to know. You don't need to know about that. It's it's worth looking at because I've always, like I say, besides what they tell me I need to know, it's always interesting what I don't. And the whole Israel slaughtering Palestinians things, they're just not talking about it. They're just absolutely not talking about it. Now, they did briefly talk about the U.S. striking, U.S. and the U.K., airstrikes on Yemen. That got talked about. Airstrikes on Yemen. More airstrikes. U.S. and the U.K. The, and, and Israel, for that matter. They love airstrikes because they're low, you know, they're, they're low risk. They're low risk. Yeah, they, don't like, they don't like the risk because if there's a risk and someone gets shot down or, 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 or they lose personnel, they have to make up a story. And speaking of that, I saw a story the other day, and 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 it's funny to me to read these stories and and to see through the lies, you know, because you realize that probably most people read this, not to be arrogant, I, don't, I'm, I have a humble view of myself, but you, most people probably read this story and take it at face value, even though these stories are always come from known liars, aka the government and the media. But I saw a story the other day, and they said two Navy SEALs uh, boarded a boat. I think it was coming out of Somalia. They boated this boat because they believed it was carrying weapons to Yemen, to the Houthis. And these two Navy SEALs got on this, you know, boarded this boat to intercept these weapons. These highly trained Navy SEALs, unfortunately, in an unfortunate turn of events, they fell off the boat and drowned. And they're presumed dead. Fell off the boat. They, 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 no, 
Somebody shot him. Man, that's what happened. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. But I mean, come on. They fell off the boat. You, where was the boat they came on? I mean, how did they get on the boat? I assume they boarded this boat. This is a supposedly full of weapons. You have to assume they got to it somehow. They didn't swim out to it. So they, so, so they came on a boat, boarded this boat, but then they fell overboard and nobody could find them because it was dark and, you know, the ocean's big. No. I mean, yeah, they probably fell off the boat and they sank real fast because they were full of holes. I mean, really, you know, they have to make these stories up, these, these highly trained Navy SEALs. They fell in the water and drowned because, oh, it's not like you're a Navy SEAL and you're taught how to swim or something. It's not like they showed up. You see, they swam 500 miles underwater, climbed up on this boat, then fell over and, and drowned. Or they didn't have another boat to get out there. So the whole thing, under just a minimum amount of scrutiny and using logical and critical thinking, falls apart. They fell overboard. They fell over. No, someone shot them, kicked them overboard, and went on their merry way. That's what happened. It's kind of like whenever they're flying some helicopter around in the Middle East, some some Middle East hot zone, and they're like, there was a mechanical malfunction. Yeah, a mechanical malfunction because a rocket went through the <laughs> went through the engine. Mechanical malfunction. There was a training accident. They were training in the middle of a war zone in unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> just crashed crashed airstrikes in yemen yeah no they love these uh they love these airstrikes because you know jets go fast and it's a little tougher to shoot them down than slow moving helicopters <laughs> use helicopters you wind up with you know black hawk down like in somalia it's kind of embarrassing kind of embarrassing it's talking about embarrassing biden <laughs> it's always embarrassing i saw i saw this morning where uh uh, Biden, you know, talking about the airstrikes in, in Yemen and, and they asked Biden, they said, are they working? And he says, no, they're not. Because, <laughs> you know, Biden, he, he he doesn't always know what part he's supposed to say, what part. Like somebody yells out a question and he don't know where he's at. He thinks he's actually he might think he's actually in a meeting and he's supposed to give the honest answer. And somebody asked him, are the airstrikes working? He says, no, <laughs> but we're going to keep doing them anyway. Because, you know, when all you've got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. No, this isn't working. Yes, we're going to keep doing it. Nothing sounds like competent leadership quite like that, does it? But you think about it, that's the way everything in this country works, isn't it? Everything they do, nothing, none of it works, or at least it doesn't work in the way they claim it's supposed to. But we just keep on doing it. We need more money for education. It'll make people smarter and everybody's getting dumber. We need more money for education. We just got to do the same thing. Other important thing going on, the World Economic Forum in Davos. That's still a thing. They're still, uh, they're having, they've been having their meeting. Meeting there. It's like the, it's like if the evil league of evil had a nationwide gathering, that's where they're at. It just, it's it, it it and they come out with their most outlandish stuff. They they come out with their most outlandish. Stuff. Now, now see a lot of people get twisted up over this WEF stuff, this World Economic Forum stuff, where they talk openly about what they want to do to us, and we're supposed to like appreciate this as a good thing. They're so arrogant they think that you know we're supposed to like sit around and go, man, we're so glad we got these guys. 
that want to do all these things to us. See, I don't, I don't get so twisted up about them because I see so many holes in their plan. See, I, I look at these people and I don't really see them as evil geniuses. I see that most of them are evil midwits. <laughs> and, 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 and I can look at so many holes in their plans. Like they're, they're pushing everybody, they're pushing this green thing, you know. And, 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 and they push the electric cars, for instance, as a part of this green agenda. They push the electric cars. And, and you know, they think, because the ultimate goal, of course, is to keep people where they can't drive at all. Because the electric cars don't work. And that's what this then see in their brilliant mastermind plan will force people to live in their 15 minute cities. And there they will be in this just basically in a techno control grid living in your block. And and you don't need to drive. You just walk everywhere, ride your bicycle, get clubbed in the head by homeless people. And and, and you know, this they look at this and, and, and they say this Davos is their is their opportunity to boast about what they plan to do to all of us. And people point and shriek and say, oh, my gosh, we have to stop them. Look what they want to do to us. They have these evil mastermind plans and they're going to do this to us. Let me tell you something. I said this recently on another one of my shows. And, and, and let me tell you something, because I live here in America and I know Americans. And you're listening, maybe you're in Europe, you know, and you, you're familiar with this, you know, like among the boomers, especially and, and regular normie conservatives, you know, they have this obsession with guns, you know, in America, it's got all these guns. And I'll tell you what, they'll take my gun. You, you see these bumper stickers and, and sometimes you'll still say uh, you, you'll, you'll still occasionally see them and you have to read them with the conservative American predominantly boomer voice <laughs> they'll take my gun when they pry it from my cold dead fingers they're never gonna take my gun i tell you what that's the line you want to know what the last line of defense is you want to know uh, america hasn't gone full communist i mean yeah we do have child trannies i'm okay with that but you see they won't cross a line i've got this gun and americans we've got our guns and they will not 90% of those people, if the government did actually come and take their guns, they would hand them over because they also have their I love law enforcement and support the buy back the blue stickers, you see. And they're going, they hadn't dawned on them that they're going to send the cops if they ever decided to do that. I don't think they ever would. They don't need to because they go along with child trannies, corona lockdowns, and everything else. And, you know, the magic token of their gun didn't do anything. So there's no reason to take the guns. That would be really stupid. But even if they did, it hadn't dawned on these people, they're going to send their beloved boys in blue to come do it and they would obediently hand them over because after all you wouldn't want to disobey the police you always call the officer sir and yes sir no sir and do everything he tells you and that way you don't ever have a problem because you respect the police it's bs it's bs they give up the, the, the guns are not the line but if you came in if they came into america and said okay you're destroying the planet. We're taking your cars. The government is coming out and we're taking all of your cars. It's a climate emergency. We're taking your cars. This is just an observation. American mentality, American culture across all racial demographics if the government came in, the WEF said, we, we, we're coming in, the government's coming in as part of the green agenda, we're confiscating all of your cars. They ain't got enough body armor for that. 
They ain't got enough soldiers. They ain't got enough police. Because that's everybody. You know, if they did theoretically decide we're going to come take your guns, you know, the, 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 you know, the blacks, you know, that people think, you know, some of this stuff started towards, they got their guns illegally anyway. They Like they're going to run and hand those in. That doesn't affect them. And as I already said, a lot of these boomer conservatives that worship the police, they're just going to obediently hand them over anyway. But cars, you're going to come take, you're going to come take, you're going to come confiscate Bubba's jacked up four wheel drive diesel pickup. And you're going to come take Jose's low rider that he's put more money into than his house. And you're going to come take Tyrone's Impala. With the 26-inch reels. You, you make an enemy out of everybody. The whole country just burned down. You ain't taking Americans' cars. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's the dumbest idea in the world. That might might work in Euroland. That might even work in Japan where most people don't even have no damn cars. But you're going to come into the, you, your plan, your brilliant mastermind plan, is at some point you're going to come in. Because you ain't make the electric car thing where people can't buy no new cars. What are you going to do about the old cars? Everybody just do like they did in Cuba. Where they're still driving around in 57 Chevys. Everybody's just going to keep their old cars running. Well, you're going to come in at some point. You have to come in then as part of your brilliant mastermind evil plan. And you got to tell American people you got to hand your cars in. Good luck. You would literally imagine a scenario where the government and their handlers managed to turn everyone against them. Rednecks. White people of every stripe. The Latinos, if you want to use that term, black people, literally everybody in the country, except for, I don't know, maybe a few enclaves in San Francisco or some shit, literally turning everybody in the country against them at once. That's what you would do if they tried to confiscate people's cars. It's just, it's stupid. It's not going to happen. If you look at their plans with, again, with some critical thinking. You, you can start finding all the holes in their ideas. Just, speaking of the WF, Blinken, Blinken, our secretary, the U.S. Secretary of State, not mine. I, I don't claim any, any ownership to the system whatsoever. And by that, that I don't have any responsibility for what they do. Blinken was at the uh, WEF and did a speech, and he says the world is clamoring for more U.S. <laughs> more U.S. intervention. The world is hungry for it. They want the U.S. intervening in their affairs even harder. I always it reminded me of that map, you know, the world, you know, and it's like the U.S. and little sliver west of everybody else, you know, all the vast population, everybody else, ain't nobody else on the world want no damn U.S. intervention. But they go up and they and they jerk each other off, which is all it is. I mean, really seriously, I'm not trying to be crude, but it's just one big elitist jerk-off session. They all go up there, jerk each other off about how important they are and how smart they are and all these grand plans they have and how important they are. And it's all detached. It's all detached from reality. The world just yeah, the world is so hungry for more U.S. intervention. That's why the U.S. is so... That's why they're having to bomb Yemen even though it doesn't work. <laughs> That's why Germany is deindustrializing at this rapid rate because they're just dying for more U.S. more U.S. intervention. 
As you know, I've got some age on me, and I remember when the Soviet Union collapsed. And when the Soviet Union collapsed, there was no, you know, all these assholes, I'm sorry, all these intellectuals, <laughs> all these experts, none of these people saw it coming. It came as a huge surprise. None of these people saw it coming. None of the experts were always told to trust the experts. Those that have life experience laugh when the media tell us, trust the experts. Because we have a whole lifetime of experience of watching the experts be wrong. None of the experts saw the Soviet Union collapse. Of course, when the Soviet Union did break apart, the same experts came forth with all these reasons of why it happened. You see, you, you just like as usual, you're supposed to not remember that you know, a couple years before, these same people didn't ever see this coming. After it happens, they're coming giving you their expert opinion on why it happened. Why what they never saw coming actually happened. Anyway, I remember reading all of these articles about the Soviet Union. One of the reasons the Soviet Union came apart is there's so many inherent contradictions built into Soviet communism. There's so many inherent contradictions. They just build up. The contradictions build up. And it had to collapse under the weight of the contradictions built into the system. I wonder where these same experts are now. Of course, I guess it's been long enough. A lot of them are probably dead now, to be honest. But, but I mean, where are, they, where, where are they now? Where are the contradictions? Do they not see the contradictions in this current system where the connecting rod is hanging out of the block? The rod's hanging out of the block. They don't see the contradictions. There are so many contradictions in the U.S. system today, the democracy values of who we are system, that it's utterly absurd. I mean, I, we, I, I could sit here and talk for hours about all of these contradictions because they're all based on lies. And when you lie about everything, of course, you're going to run into contradictions. So if you, if you pursue the truth, you're going to run into a few contradictions. And when you do, you realize that's a red flag. You got something wrong. So you got to go back and reevaluate, you know, to figure out what you got wrong. But these people don't do that. All they do is lie. So, of course, it's going to be all these contradictions because they're just making shit up as they go. Inherently, they're going to run into contradictions. I saw a story recently as we wrap up. This will probably be the last thing we talk about. But it was just so funny to me. You go down to the vape store. And you cannot, they're, they're making it harder and harder for the government because they care so much about our health. They're clamping down. You cannot be getting any fruit-flavored vapes. They, they're trying to make it to where you can't. They're making, you can still get them. But they're making it more and more difficult. They make them turn the labels around so you can see them. Because if you saw it, even though there's a big sign on the door that says no one under 21 can even step th through the door, they say, well, you're marketing it towards kids who aren't here. And we're so worried about your health that you see, we, we can't have it. We can't have you marketing. Well, only kids would want to vape. <laughs> Fruit-flavored vapes. We're protecting. We're protecting the health of the people, just like they protected the health with the mRNA vaccines. Of course, a you know, cynical person, a.k.a. somebody who has experience with reality, would be like, maybe they're trying to protect corporate tobacco companies. <laughs> maybe. maybe that's it. Maybe they're trying to, they don't like the fact that they're not making all that tax money. But anyway, the narrative is just too dangerous. If you can, I don't know, if you can vape strawberry grape vape, maybe the, even worse, it has an anime girl on the cover. You see, it's too dangerous. 
can't have that. You're trying to convince kids who can't even come into the vape shop to buy the fruity flavor, <laughs> fruity flavor anime vape juice. Meanwhile, I saw this this week that New Jersey, I believe it was, New Jersey is talking about legalizing hallucinogenic mushrooms because after all, y'all need to be tripping balls on mushrooms, on shrooms. <laughs> That's what's good for the population. You, <laughs> you got to have people tripping on shrooms. That's good. Vaping strawberry grape anime girl vape juice. That's bad. <laughs> It's kind of along the same thinking of if a teenage girl gets pregnant, that's very, very bad. If we cut her tits off and make her uh, sterile because we convinced her to be a tranny, that's good. Inherent contradictions. It's all about the inherent contradictions. Imagine the police. The police are out doing their heroic police duty. And, and, uh, and, and they stop. Some teen, two teenagers, two separate groups of our heroes in blue working two separate areas of town. And one group of heroes descends upon some teenager. And this teenager is, is heaven forbid. They're vaping fruitalicious vape. The other teenager, he's tripping balls on shrooms. You're literally going to be in a position where the kid with the vape He's going to get in more trouble than the kid with tripping on the shrooms. That's, let's see, it's a part of our democracy values of who we are. We wrap up on that note. Thank you for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed this show. I know I enjoyed having the talk, enjoyed the show myself. Hopefully you did too. I uh, hope you enjoy your weekend. hope you'll get a chance to come back next week and check out all our great uh, new content that comes up Monday through Friday here on Radio Albion. So as always, keep the faith and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community.